Welcome, everybody, to 21-ish Minutes. I'm Mark Dawson. Hello, I'm Casey Miller. And I'm Carly McNaughton. And we have a really special guest today, the incomparable Greg Judson of Billings, Montana. Super special. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm here. Give us some upside, downside, or upside down of your week, if you would, please. Oh, some upside, upside down stuff, huh? Or well, even just your life. I have, uh, well, this is impromptu, it's good stuff. Well, I did, I did meet a sneaker guy today. I, 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 so I, I have no sneaker game. And one of the new things I want to do with my life, like, like shoes? I got, yeah, because I got kids that are like teenagers. Sneakers. Okay. And sneakers are the, the stuff, you know? They collect those like old people collect cars. Yeah, yeah. And so now I'm meeting up this guy tomorrow and I'm going to rent him a new space for his sneaker store. But I'm hoping that I can work a deal out where I get my cool stuff and impress my kids. Because it's hard to impress those 16, 15, 17 year old kids. You got a higher cool factor when they were five, six, seven, didn't you? And you do now. I could juggle and I could do magic tricks. It turns out when, you get, when, they, get, wow. when they get older, they don't like that stuff anymore. <laughs> It's a little more embarrassing. Yeah, it's a pretty cringe. Like cringe. Cringe. That's, that's what they say. That's, too. The, that's the stuff. Do you know what yeah. I just learned about sneakers? So, like, kids are really into wearing like Air Force Ones and stuff. And I didn't know this. I'm assuming you oh, guys yeah. don't either. You can't crease them. So there's like these videos out there of these kids like doing like a waddle walk, trying oh to not crease gosh. their sneakers. Just I'm like, why do you it. even wear them? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're helping, is it here in Billings that he's looking for something? Yeah. yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, I don't know when this thing's going to air and I can't, I don't know if I want to say what space okay. we're looking at and everything else, but he has a space already. He's moving. He wants to move. Yeah, I think we can awesome. air it. Just tell all of this is not to tell anybody. Yeah. So yeah. far, we're well, safe. I think That's there's important. only like two or three of you currently, <laughs> sure so just shh, don't tell anybody. It turns listen, out I'm the top list. I, I, signed, I, signed, I signed this NDA, but listen, this isn't going to air for a no, couple of days. That's right. A couple I weeks? And there's no NDA, but I'm just kidding. That's funny. But, so NDA is non-disclosure agreement. Greg is the head of our commercial division, and so we thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the differences between commercial real estate and residential. Yeah. And, and what do you like about well, in, in fact, estate. those differences that you mentioned are the reason I like it because there's, you know, with residential, you are, you know, you're not quite limited, but 90% of the time you're spending efforts on single family residences, whether yeah. they're homes, their condos, their townhomes. In the commercial world, we've got a little bit more variety, right? So you might be just selling a business only with no real estate. Yeah. Uh, it might be selling a multifamily apartment complex. It could be a hotel, an industrial thing, a warehouse. It could be just leasing and representing owners of buildings and trying to find them spaces to, or f- find them tenants to come in and rent from them, like a sneaker guy. <laughs> and uh, uh, so there's just, like, and it's just like, it, it seems like there's so many more angles to it that yeah. uh, I like the variety. Additionally, because I'm kind of a math guy, I guess that I like the logical basis of many of the transactions. They seem to be a little bit less relationship-based, a little bit less emotional. Right. You don't and have to, I can just do what's best for me, which is act with no heart. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm, just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's I'm kidding. the biggest thing I've noticed. Like, the difference is not that you don't have a heart, yeah. that, that it's emotional. Residential so emotional. Right. Commercial yeah. is Business, yeah. Numbers. So the urgency with some of the the, uh, the residential because it's they need to move or they need to solve right. this problem. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. and, I, and I love doing that too. I, yeah. I, mean, I really did like connecting with people and using my psychology background and helping that. That, that is process, the scariest but, thing I've ever heard. Greg has a psychology, psychology background. background. It's like rats mm-hmm. taking steroids. Rats? <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is oh, a, better, yeah. that's a better metaphor for me, actually. <laughs> really glad you chose real I've estate. A, a mouse, I've been a mouse with steroids. I'm not, I'm not a rat. No. Let's be realistic here. So back to the thing about being emotionally driven. I think one caveat might be if somebody's selling a business, I realize that that's actually even more emotional than selling your home. You have so much pride in your business. Absolutely. Sure. You have all. You know, instead of having just a, maybe a, a spouse or 
yeah. and a couple of children to, to, yeah. to solve the problem with. You maybe have 30 or 40 or 50 employees and you know all their families. Right. And so, yeah, it's like multiplying the concern times a million, but uh, it's not the same as your real family. Yeah. But it's your life's work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Nobody really likes being told that their life's work isn't worth anything. <laughs> this is just a pretty good job. It's not even a business. That's a hard conversation to have, isn't it? Well, I tell you, especially when I think about Century 21. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't own Century 21, man. It owns me. <laughs> it runs my The question life. would be, what am I worth to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so value in like a bar and restaurant. Tell us, if you don't mind, how... How you would roughly do that? Yeah, sure. So I mean, there's there's probably the first approach is to value the real estate and then to add in the maybe a three year or you know some consequence of them being in business for a while. Add the average profit per year back into it as yeah. a and with some sort of a multiplier depending on the type of business it is. Mm-hmm. If it's a bar restaurant, maybe it's a two or three times multiplier. So it makes a hundred grand a year. You're getting yeah right three hundred thousand or something. Yeah right. Roughly. So you might say three hundred thousand and add in the uh, real estate value. And then add in the FFE, the furniture fixtures and equipment, if they have like a lot of inventory, things that, you know, FF and E though, it's like table that we're sitting at now, it maybe costs a certain amount, but you know, if you're going to resell, it's like next to nothing. Uh So the FF and E is usually a lot less, but anyhow, we add those three things together and that would typically come up and be like the way we'd start with the original valuation of the thing. And the main argument is always over the value of the business Uh because it's fairly easy to establish the real estate value. It's a lot harder to figure out. You know, how legitimate the earnings were each right. year or the course of time. Is it because they did taxes? But that's how we would come up with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why and it takes expertise. The two things I've seen is people either take a lot of money out of their business or they're not paying themselves enough. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to get to a reasonable amount. Mm-hmm. If this was passive, what would you be paying somebody to run it, right? Yeah. My clients never do it, but there's a little bit of cook in the books all the time. Mm-hmm. And it might be because they're minimizing their the, what's on paper for their own earnings mm-hmm. or minimizing what things are worth with the business o- over the years to yeah. minimize the property taxes on it or whatever they're doing. Right. So it's hard to read through the lines or through the cracks, I should say. But usually with enough relationship with the person on the other side of it, you can say things in a certain way that we are all understanding what's happening. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that psychology degree coming in? There yes. Is. <laughs> so how many years, if, if I remember correctly, you went to college for eight years. So do you have a doctorate in psychology? <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. I oh, to college at a Christian school in San Diego on a golf scholarship, mm, correct? True. Well, a, a little, yeah, small golf scholarship. Yeah. And Two of those not. things don't surprise me. One of them does. So <laughs> yeah. how would you be the one to guess? <laughs> uh, also, I got like a little academic scholarship. That, that should surprise you too. That does not surprise oh, me, Greg. You're on. a very intelligent man, but the you can you imagine what kind, what kind of high school career I had? Though it was amazing that they generated that. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Christian College, San Diego, and uh, yeah, psychology and philosophy, double major, and I'm using those things not at all. And then my kids keep back to my kids. We keep asking me. Even last night we were arguing about what he's supposed to do with like math and how applied it will be in his future. And I was making up all these things, but the truth is, I mean, I never use any of that stuff. That I learned. Are but you kidding? To- I'm like constantly calculating the area of a okay, polygon maybe- all the time. That's all I do all day long. Yeah, that yeah. fractions. The Pythagorean theorem. I use that all the time. Very important yeah, sure. stuff. Sure you mm-hmm. do. No, I mean, I use it teaching my kids or helping them with their homework. I actually yeah. used it two nights ago yeah. to like do a DIY project I'm doing in my house. And I like had to ask Andy cause Andy has a math degree. I'm oh, like, there you go. what is that again? And he like spouted it off. And I'm like, yeah, I did not remember any of that yes. geometry when I copied it from my neighboring students. Yeah. I'm guessing <laughs> that the paper. math experts go a little further and, and yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everything they share with us. I was talking about the stupidest stuff last night. Your kids ever ask you about dimensions yet? Are they old enough? Like oh, multiverse? Are there more than three dimensions, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. And I, and I was I was really talking about the merits of physics and math in your, in your life. Coming Keep forward. this interesting. I will. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> People are required to listen, Greg. We've got to make them want to. So I view, Waiting for I the view, catch. So I view commercial real estate to be a lot like these multidimensional things. So there's uh, like 16 different ways that you could see it, but we only see it three different ways. Okay. And we hmm. see it in just our closest, like, myopic vision. And looking at a bigger picture, we miss it all the time. So whether whether or not I'm only doing commercial, I miss all these residential opportunities. Is I was trying to tell Preetis to keep his options open. Okay, oh, that's I good like advice. It. Keep Love your it. options open, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. So math, I think we use because we learn logic, and then we use the formulas once in a while. But mm-hmm. what I use all the time that I thought was useless in school: story problems. My whole freaking life is a story problem. Because mm-hmm. when they just come in with a problem, <laughs> remember how the story they would try to fool you with? Okay, this is an irrelevant detail, mm-hmm. and this one matters, but you also need to know more than this. Mm-hmm. That's how every one of them is, isn't it? And the female, there's a gender difference here. The females will give about 144 details to each transaction, mm-hmm. and the guys rarely tell you the whole story. Yeah, true. Isn't that all true? The, all the time. I feel like when we're dealing with real estate transactions and I tell Casey something, she's like, wait, they told me something totally different. And yeah. I'm like, hey, we can't come to the same conclusion if we both have different story right. problems. Well, They'll go know, around to the three of us until they get the answer they want to. Us two just don't have the vocabulary either. I mean, besides the, 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 the desire to explain things a certain way, right. we just don't have the same word set, really. That's too funny. Words are hard. Are hard. <laughs> Here's another fun gender difference is that female agents look at themselves first every time. Like, what did I do wrong? Did I do something wrong? I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. And the guys, it's always somebody else's fault. The lender's an idiot. The appraiser screwed me. The other client's a jerk. <laughs> it's never their own fault. It's awesome, that confidence. I love it. I wonder how, like, that uh, that works from different in- – applies to different industries across the way, yeah. that, that male-female psychology yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, like, besides the worst thing, I saw this study where – they were showing how the sexes uh, see faces differently, and, and they were watching the eye movement. And they, women track a face something like seven times a second in different spots on the face, and guys look at it once a second. <laughs> well, do you see Mark currently was not looking at any <laughs> face, any part so of I that think, conversation? So and Casey at, and I were intently keeping eye contact. So that's why I, so I look at words, too. I think you guys are like, all, like you're all over the words. You understand all of it. You're And same with the face recognition. Your eyes are dancing all over the place, uh-huh. and ours are just like... I see your eyeball. <laughs> your eyeball, we're not a little both bit of a simpler <laughs> group, aren't we? Yeah, yes. yeah we're incredible. Uh, Simple humans. <laughs> you guys, I wanted to ask Greg. This, I'm so glad that he's here. Oh God! Remember my favorite thing about you when we shared an office? Uh, no, a long time ago. Say, should I say something like a radio voice thing? Yes, you guys. So he did it one time without telling me that he had a radio voice. Oh, and he answered the phone this way, and I. Seriously, think I fell on the floor laughing, and now it's has to be one of my favorite. Okay, things we're all gonna do a radio so voice. Grayson, go first. Oh no! Then you, then you, ladies, then me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your your radio station is KGRG. Hey, thanks, K Greg. Thanks for calling KRGB uh, Greg Radio. I'd like to make sure that all of our listeners know that you've called in. This is your first time, first time caller. Yeah, Magic City calls for cloudy skies, but you are gonna make it sunny. I'm sure of it. So go ahead and give oh. us your best story, buddy. Can we do all of our intros from now on? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's all right, Mrs. Miller. Mine, I always just copy Greg. I'm like, ah, oh, hello, this is Greg Jetson on the line. <laughs> like, it's like, but I, but it's wait, only wait, because wait. I've is, heard Is that him what do I this. sound like, really? That's like, oh, this is Greg Jetson here. <laughs> yes, I mean, I thought. Hey, friends. 
my yeah. god. I thought I thought we were friends. I don't hear the difference. I don't either. Mine would sound just like theirs, mm. so you don't need to like hear the mine. Thurston Howell the third or something. Oh man, but when he answers a phone call on the spot from someone he doesn't know, like especially if it's like what, like a not a prank caller, but like a robo call or something, he'll be oh I get all tough. Like I'm not just five six, so 155 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this guy. <laughs> The guy with the big voice. <laughs> it's too funny. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's awesome. I love it. Did you guys really not know this about him? I'm glad. I... It's all news to me. My fake. My kids accuse me of the same thing. They're like, "Hey, Brian, you have a phone voice, right?" <laughs> Apparently, but yes. I, I do it so much, and I get high sometimes too. Like, oh, you do. You totally so good to do. See you. <laughs> good job, <laughs> Mars. What's your radio voice? Thank you for listening to KRAM in the morning. This is Mark Dawson. There you go. Oh, that's, that's pretty that's good, actually. That's actually like something that would pass. I think that'd be a fun job, in theory. I, this is kind in of theory. Theoretic, theoretically what you're doing right now. Uh-huh. Most jobs are more fun if you don't have to do them, aren't they? Yes. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Much like a podcast. <laughs> you mean you don't that's what makes it fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Do you I like the jobs you... where money comes in. But... <laughs> well, so you were aspired to be a pro golf player. Do you think you would still love golf to the extent that you do if it was your job and you had to practice as much and go well, on tour I, and all that? I quit playing because it's, it was so stressful to try to become something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you burn yourself out. Yeah, I mean, I quit playing for 10 years because of trying to play college golf and my whole life of growing up working at golf courses and trying to be outwork everybody, it became no fun. So, yeah. yeah. And there was no money. Thankful I don't no have money. talent, so I'm not a – I wanted to be quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm, you can still I can't it. throw a football far enough. <laughs> oh. And, but I still enjoy football. I bet you that you're really thankful I bet you that you're – what do they call that, that test uh, for quarterbacks? The Wonderlick test. Wonderlick test. I bet you oh, mean, yeah. A friend and I took that one year, and we would have been it the sounds like the fakest name ever, by the way. There is no one more fun to golf with. Well, okay. You and Amy are up there. Rob Miller's up there. Yeah. Top five grade Judson. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I've been taming myself down, you guys. I don't, I don't want to have this reputation of always oh, being the life of the good Gosh, the good I hate to be party. the fun person. I hate for people to admire me and like to be around me. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Must be a big burden. You carry. Such a bummer people want to hang out with I want to hang out with you guys more often. You guys keep saying these nice things about me. You mm-hmm. say it's the not as good of players who are more fun, right? In the series, the better <laughs> players are more serious. And Greg is... Really good and not so serious. I've seen him hit a 330-yard draw and then fall down as he got into the cart. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> a Tito's-related accident. In my defense, <laughs> the fall down happened first, then oh, I hit the shot. Oh, okay. Pardon me. <laughs> I think we've all been injured on a golf cart before. <laughs> oh. oh, my god. I think some of us more than others, and some of us almost injured others too, right? I mean, I only got a concussion, and it was only one time. I actually, only sometimes I would blame the passenger. That's what I would do. I was the passenger. She oh, jumped out. Oh, they were going full speed. I saw it. It was like, what in the hell is she doing? You jumped out. Of I a jumped movie? out of a car, a, a golf cart, full speed going this way. I jumped out this way. Why? I wanted to grab my ball really quick. I had one beer that before like a that head too. Injury. Did you get? Did you like hit your head and stuff? I am still convinced that was my first concussion. Wow. When was this? Like two, two summers, summers ago. ago? Yeah. Interesting. So your first concussion. That means there's more. Hey, I played all nine holes. Yeah, you're a trooper. We had a great girl. time. Now, were they, like, good after those, that, what, that fall? <laughs> we had fun. Her scorecard got really low because she couldn't count anymore. But, yeah. You know, doctors recommend after concussion you stay out in the sun, drink, hit balls. They, what you do to take care of yourself. That's yes. right. Sounds That's advisable. a very European way of medicine. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just get more sunshine, get on a yacht somewhere, and, you know, see some pretty things. Sleep right. it off. You'll be fine. Yeah, sleep it off. <laughs> so, <laughs> concussions So you said you got more, you got more uh, concussions after that? Were they all at the golf course after that? No, that was the only one. Oh. Yes. Your first. She's first, expecting first more only. later. <laughs> First and only 
Won't be doing that again. I'm very aware of the carts. Carly, in any no. of your 14 auto accidents, have you been concussed at all? <laughs> Only in 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> that math works out. Like, luckily, Andy's going to do the math for you later. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Carly's a good catch, obviously, but her guy is a computer dude. He can fix anything technical. He can. If I'd have been in first, I'd have married him. I mean, just to have that around the house for free all the time. Just a free, like, uh, you really do need a techie person yeah. in the yeah. house at all times. Great. <laughs> yeah, to have like a good looking geek squad around you all the time. It's great. It's awesome. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. See, Andy, that was for you, buddy. Yep. Good, good Shout buddy. out. This, he's awesome. Uh, personal questions. Your husband pretty much do what he's told around your house? I feel like there's two ways. One way I should answer this and one way I'm going to answer this. Yes. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> yes. No, Andy's a great partner, but yes, he does. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do what you're told? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he answered how every husband should. <laughs> yes. See, this is what he's told by, Listen. let's see, he's the angel on the right side, the devil on the left. Yeah. He listens to one or the other mm-hmm. and does what he's told. I'm pretty sure I filter it right. Don't decide, oh, I should have said yes. <laughs> just say yes and move on. I yeah. plead the fifth. That's Take Casey's, I plead the fifth. I'm not sure who's going to hear the notice. Oh, <laughs> but uh, no, I do, but I don't have much to, I don't know, to fight. I don't get asked much. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. I love it. Low expectations is the key to a good relationship. It took me a long time to set the bar real low. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a constant thing. I worked, for, I worked really hard to get there. <laughs> Let's do it. Just be cool and wrap this up. Yeah. Greg is our guest. You get the first shot at this. Guys, it's 2023. Stop talking to speakerphone at restaurants. Just be cool. That's Seriously. a good call. I like that. Or Just FaceTime cool. at Target. Yeah, oh, it's so real. weird. All right. Good, good times. Thanks for being with us, Greg. Greg, thank you for coming today. Yeah, been fun. Thank you for listening, everybody. Who do we have next time? It's just the three of us. us. Oh, we're guestless. Yes, which is sometimes exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep it fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you again, everybody. Have a great day. Great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.